0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 123, Paper Towel Parenting. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And And have have harmony harmony in the home. I'm seriously laughing right now. Like, who do I think I am? Literally just making up terms just out of thin air. And they always have alliteration. Like, I'm really a big dork but you guys are all liking it. So I'm going to keep doing it. And this is just the way my mind works because it latches on to stories. It latches on to testimonials. It latches on to all of the things when it's tangible. Like when I go to church and they talk about the Bible, I'm like, that's amazing. Thank you. And then when they tell a story about how that Bible verse helped them or they saw it in their life when they were 22 play out and how they were struggling, I'm like, yes. Then it really clicks for me. So maybe I'm not a total dork and maybe there's some other dorks like me out there. My kids say dork is too mean. Like sometimes they'll be like, oh, come on, you're being dorky. And are like, oh my gosh, that's so mean. So I mean it with love. Dork is actually a good thing because it just means you're kind of leaving the vortex and you're being your own person versus following the herd and just doing what everybody else is doing because we want to fit in. We can still fit in and be dorky just to reassure you about that. Because I got a of dork in me and you still show up. And I just have to thank you because our podcast would be nothing without all of you sharing it, tagging me on social media, writing testimonials, forwarding the emails. And you know, when I email everybody, guess what? You can reply to those emails. It's so wild when someone replies to an email and then I reply back. They're like, oh my gosh, I cannot. I'm fangirling. I'm like, what? Don't fangirl over me. Please, for the love of baby Jesus, do not ever fangirl over me. Don't ever be surprised. I am literally just a person. I am so normal. I'm just like you. And my kids are just like your kids. I promise. And the moment that you think that I'm like, quote unquote, on a pedestal or anything like that, number one, I'll disappoint you and I'll fall off the pedestal. And number two, you'll create separation from all this teachings. The biggest fear I have is that you'll see me as different. And once you see me as different or separate from you, then the teachings don't sink in as much because you think that I have like some magic juju juice. Or my kids are like unicorns. They were given extra sprinkles of specialness in heaven. No, 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 no. My kids are your kids. Your kids are my kids. I am you, you are me. What's that quote by Rumi? The light I see in you is this light you see in me. Okay, so paper towel parenting. This came to me because, well, two reasons. I always talk about how energy is everything in your home. Energy of the house. And if it's filled with a lot of clutter and that bothers you, that's going to be energy that's going to make you feel like you're jammed up, so to speak. And energy is usually nonverbal. Like when you're talking to someone, nonverbal communication is 93%. And when your kids are little, they don't even understand language. So when you talk to them or interact with them, energy is 100%. percent Their verbal and nonverbal is like 100% because they don't understand what in the world you're saying. You can be like, you just won a million dollars, little baby. And they just listen to your tone. They see your face. That's all they do. Is And so they are souls I mean, human experience. And you can see that in babies. You can see it in toddlers too, where they're very present, they're very impressionable, they're very vulnerable, and they look up to you and they look up to me like with these big brown, big blue, big green eyes, and they're just like, hey, I'm teaching you how to be more present. Hey, I'm teaching you about being a soul, having human experience. Hey, remember you used to be like me? Remember you used to be this young, impressionable, vulnerable, innocent, never been hurt, no baggage, human, remember? So that's why they're brought into this world to remind us about the inner child within us. Now, that doesn't mean we start sucking on a pacifier, but on a soul level, it helps us to remember who we used to be and who we still are to this day. We just kind of forget about it because we get caught up in the bills and keeping the house clean and washing the laundry and getting snacks for snack time and the sippy cups need to be cleaned and the bottles need to be washed. That's just all form. That's all just stuff. And then there's the form and then there's the formless. The formless is the energy, your vibe. They always say your vibe attracts your tribe. Your kids are picking up on all of that, which is really good news. Doesn't mean you have to be perfect. Doesn't mean you always have to be in Zen mode, but it helps you become more aware of it because they literally absorb it all, especially if you have a kid who's highly sensitive or if you have a child who is an empath or a big feeler and has big feelings a lot. The bigger the meltdowns, the more they cry, the more they feel and they sense it all, which is really good. It's not a bad thing. It's something to be aware of. So you can be more aware of your environment and the energy which you're bringing to the table, which is all you can really control. I'm always having Christian music playing, candles going, the AC set at certain temperature, not because I want to find my zen all the time, but I know that energy is everything. The energy from your candles. If you've ever read the book or watched the Netflix series, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, she talks about everything being energy, even your socks being energy, and your shoes, in your shirts, and the energy you have a vibrational energy connection and re- exchange with those things. It's by Recondo. It's fabulous. It really helped me on this journey. It still helps me on this journey where you look at something and you're like, does this light me up? Does this fill me up? If not, we're going to donate it. And so our kids are just like that. Now they're not like our sneakers, but they're actually living souls, human beings. We need to spend more time in the being part of being a human versus the human part. The human is the form. It's all the chores, it's all the tasks, it's all the laundry and signing the permission slips, all the form, that's the part of human. Now the being that we talk about is the soul. It's the soul level. It's the life-changing magic of tidying up where everything is an energy field. Everything's a source of energy. This came to me because I had a girlfriend who, this was a couple of years ago, And she had just lost her grandmother and she was very upset about it. And she posted about it on Facebook, like a tribute to her grandmother. And it was so beautiful of how close they were and how sad she was. And she knew the time was coming, but it still was never easy, so on and so forth. And so I actually saw her about a week or two later and she was walking into Target as I was walking out of Target because Target is like literally my second home. And as we're passing each other, she had her kids and then I had my kids. And I said, hey, hey, how you doing? It was a very quick exchange. The kids were little. So when the kids are little, you know, talking time is like, moot. It's like, let's go. We got to keep it moving, keep moving. And I think I was just in the process of being conscious versus unconscious. I was like in that in-betweener zone, which I'm always in between. But I was just learning the concepts of like, what is this all about? I don't understand. Because I wasn't a big feeler before kids. I was just kind of like, go, 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 do, do, do. I was spending a lot of time in the human part of being a human being versus the being part. I remember running into her and she had littler kids than me. So they're like throwing sippy cups, mine are throwing Cheez Its. You get the point. And so it was just a quick exchange, probably 30 to 40 seconds. It's like, oh my gosh, your kids have gotten so big. Oh my gosh, so viewers! Oh my gosh, you're having a good summer, that kind of thing. Very quick exchange, happy go lucky. She was good. I was good. I didn't bring up the grandmother in person because her kids were there. And I know that they pick up on that. And so I just didn't say anything, but I texted her later saying, you know, I didn't bring anything up because it was front of the kids and didn't want to make you upset in front of them. And she's like, oh, thanks. That was such a good idea because I don't want them to see me like that. So we go in the car and Lily says, Mommy, you know that lady that we saw outside of Target? What was her name? And I was like, oh, that was Sally. And she's like, oh, I've never met Sally before. I'm like, yeah, she's a friend on Facebook. And I met her at a birthday party that I brought Grady to. She's like, oh, okay. And I said, wasn't she such a nice person? And she's like, yeah, she was, but... And I was like, oh dear, what are you going to say to that? And she said, but she seemed sad about something. Is she okay? She seemed really sad. And I was like, oh my goodness are you psychic and I'm like what made you think that she's like I said she was really happy when I was talking to her she's like I know she seemed really happy on the outside but it seemed like she was sad on the inside I don't really know it just I just wanted to make sure she was okay and I almost drove off the road because what Lily was saying is like the mom was obviously sad and she was still stuck in grief which is so normal and so appropriate and so all the things and so Lily being so little could pick up on that energy and could pick up on that vibration because. When you're grieving, you don't just walk around all day, crying all day and lay in bed. You have to like, you know, still go to Target. You still have to like do your things and have a job and the world keeps circling. The world keeps turning, so to speak. And so I just thought it was like, whoa. And I remember when Lily was like in second grade, she's eating her breakfast and she says, you see that sponge there, mom? That sponge reminds me of me. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, oh really? Just trying to play it cool. Everything's PIC, play it cool. Because the more you like freak out or the more you like react, the less they want to share, especially as a teenager. Like everything's play it cool. Like I'm so excited to see her after school, and I just want to like, hey, how's it going? I want to like bring that energy. I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, I'm just trying to like be cool. I'm just like play it cool. I'm like, hey, what's up? You know. But my energy and vibration is to run over and give her a big hug and kiss on the cheek and spin her around and be like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in six hours. But I don't do that. I'm like, hey, what's up? Same with Gree. He can handle a little bit more of the high pitchedness, but I really have to play it cool. The older they get, more you have to play it cool. So she's telling me the story about the sponge, and she says, you know, I just feel like that sponge is just like me. Because sometimes the sponge, when it fills up with too much water, then it starts to spill out water out of the sides. And that's how I feel sometimes. Like when I'm at school, she's like in elementary school when she's saying this. I'm at school and then I feel like that, I feel like I'm holding it in, holding it in, holding it in. And then when it gets too much energy, that the energy is too much for me to hold in, then I let out tears out of my eyes, kind of like that sponge leaks out water when it gets too full. I was like, oh, tell me more. She's like, well, like if we have a substitute, I know if the substitute's going to be a yeller. And then so I start to like get worried that she's going to like yell at the class. I was like, whoa, hey, this is kind of deep stuff. I'm like, oh, that's fascinating. What a great analogy. And so it reminded me of the paper towel commercials because all they talk about The different slogans are, it's the quilted, quicker, picker, upper. Try saying that five times. And it's just like our kids. Some of them more than others, okay? So if you have a big feeler, their absorbency rate on their paper towel is super, super high. So what kids do, because they can't articulate, because they don't have the language to say, hey, I'm feeling really sad, or I'm feeling depressed, or I'm feeling anxiety, or I'm feeling anxious. They have a vibration that's going through their body, and they don't know what to do with it, so they have to get it out of their body. So the way they're feeling on the inside is how they express it on the outside is an outward expression. So behavior is always a language to us. So that's why I always encourage to get super curious and not furious at them for having a human emotion because usually there's something behind it. It doesn't just happen in a vacuum. And when you're aware of this, you can see what they're absorbing, what's coming in and what's going out. Ooh, and listen to this quote. This kind of summarizes, I could just say this quote and then end the episode. This is by Edward Sapir. He says nonverbal communication is an elaborate secret code that is written nowhere, known by none and understood by all. What? And their nonverbal communication is so much higher the younger they are. And that as they get older, they can kind of filter and they have strats to kind of manage all the emotion and all the vibrations and all that. Energy that's coming at them. I use strat because Grady always used that word. He's like, Mom, this is the best strat for Mario. I'm like, All right, cool, dude. Let's use this strat. Yeah. Because God forbid we say the word strategy. That would take up three syllables. He's like, Mom, stop. I'm like, Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally cool. Like, I'm a surfer. Let's use the word strat instead of strategy. And I love this. He says, Now we're talking about paper towels, but we're also talking about nonverbal communication. He says, What are you really saying? Nonverbal communication includes your tone of voice. Facial expression. Sometimes I can correct a child's behavior just with my face, especially in the classroom. I was like a genius at it across the room. I'm like, boom, I see you're doing so. I would look at them with these sus eyes. Oh, another word we can't say? You can't say suspicious. You have to say sus. Okay. Suspicious, that takes too long. So we're just going to say sus and stress. And we say bet for okay. Like what? I'm like, your dinner's ready, Lily. She's like, bet. I'm like, huh? That means okay, mom. Come on. FlowingWithChange.com says, what are you really saying when you're talking about nonverbal? Nonverbal communication includes your tone of voice, facial expressions, posture, use of space, hand gestures, and full body movement. So that's why when a child's being yelled at, they go into fight or flight. A lot of times we think that yelling is going to actually wake them up, but it actually does the opposite. If yelling worked, and if yelling's working for you, then keep doing it. But most of the time, the reason why they're not listening is because of the yelling and they're either in fight or flight. They either get super aggressive or they get super passive aggressive. Neither is right or wrong. It's just their way of managing that an energy is coming at them. They don't know what to do with it. So they either shut it out or they're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to push back on this energy. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. So they go into fight or flight. So if we know that nonverbal communication and the energy that we're emitting all the time is being absorbed by our kids like a paper towel, and then they take that energy that's in their paper towel, which is their heart. They're absorbing it and then they output whatever's in that paper towel. So it's the energy that's being emitted towards them is one of anger, frustration, disappointment, annoyance, eye rolls, huffiness, tone of voice, a disappointing glare, pointy lips. Oh my goodness, I used to be the queen of pointy lips, mom. Hands being thrown in the air, shrugging the shoulders, dropping the shoulders. All of this is energy picked up by our kids. So it's not really what we say, it's how we say it. So when we're aware of this, we can Think of their hearts as being like a paper towel. It's their heart and it's wrapped in a paper towel. We cannot control the spouse. We cannot control their siblings. We can't control their teachers. We can't control their friends' parents. We can't do any of that. We can only control our side of the street and the energy in which we're bringing to them. Now, does that mean that you're serving them breakfast in bed and you're like, hello, good morning, how are you? No, 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 no. There is such a thing as having neutral energy, but you want to spend time in both. So that's what conscious parenting is about because it's conscious parenting of the environment, the energy in which you're getting off. And then you know that they're absorbing it and then they're putting it out. So look at their behavior as a language to you versus being disrespectful. They have hormones. They're a brat. They're being a J-E-R-K, et cetera, et cetera. Then you can see the language as a behavior. Kind of like if Maggie was like rubbing her ears a lot, then I'd be like, what's going on with her ears? Versus like, I can't believe she's rubbing her ears and getting all of her earwax on our couch. Now that's not really happening, but you get the point. We wouldn't get upset with a dog. We watch our dog or we watch our animals like, oh, they're acting a little funny. I wonder what's going on with them. And we get super curious. We never make it mean anything about us. But a lot of times when our kids act out, we make it mean all the things about us. I do too. So you always have to be conscious and do that mind management so you can manage your mind and your mind doesn't manage you. Focus on the energy in which you're putting out. Focus on your paper towel energy because your kids are absorbing it all and so is your spouse. Your spouse knows if you like him or her. Your spouse knows that if you're into him or her because energy, the huffiness, the pointy lips, the eye rolls, the vibration when you're passing each other in the hall, that is all really matters. And it trickles down and it ripples down to our kids because if Dave and I are two ships passing in the night and there's tension and there's friction and there's that energy, even though we're not yelling and screaming at each other, the kids pick up all that and then they might take it out on each other and they may take it out on you. They might take it out on just kind of retreating a little bit. So be aware of it. Be curious and not so furious. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week, bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting boot camp, where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really wanna fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.